Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker, this is Talk Wrestling on TalkSport 2. You're listening to Talk Wrestling on the Fight Night feed from Talk Sport and every week, every Monday night on Talk Sport 2. I'm Will Gavin, joined as always by Talk Sports Wrestling's are Alex McCarthy. And what a show we've got coming up for you this week. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. The SmackDown Tag Champions, the first ever father-son duo to do so, Ray and Dominic Mysterio, will be joining the show. Kofi Kingston will be here to talk about NSPCC's childhood day and look at his return to the main event picture. Plus, we're going to preview AEW's Double or Nothing and be joined by AEW star Scorpio Sky about going up against Sting this weekend. That's all to come here on Talk Wrestling in your Fight Night feeds. Please do go and give us, if this is your first time listening, a subscribe, a rating, a review. It really does help people find the show. Uh, coming up, all those fantastic interviews. But we'll kick things off with the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. The first ever father-son duo to do so. Ray Mysterio Jr. and his son Dominic joined our very own Alex McCarthy this past week and started off by discussing that historic moment. Ama- amazing to, to even just talk about it and and think that one day we could share the ring together and we might even get opportunities to to wrestle for the tag team titles you know i said that would be incredible and then we kind of sort of talked about it like i don't think there's ever been a father and son as tag team champions so we would be the first literally um sure enough you know that moment came last Sunday, and we are the first ever father and son tag team champions incredible Dominic, for you, man, like what kind of a thrill was it really just to, you know, just to have, I mean, we could talk about the moment because obviously it's cool, right? But I mean, when it actually happens and and now you've got those pictures forever and all of that stuff, like to achieve it so young, man, must be wild. Honestly, it, it really is. It's uh, it's just what a blessing, you know, to be able to, to share the ring and share, you know, that moment and to be the first ever father-son SmackDown Tag Team Champions. It's just you know, I, I still get goosebumps just talking about it. Like it's, it's absolutely crazy. And I'm, I'm blessed and very thankful for the opportunities, you know, we all know how much Vince McMahon loves making history. I'm going to imagine he loved the idea the second he heard it. (laughs) I'm sure it did. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I mean, do you know one thing about that though? We've just heard that today from WWE themselves that fans are coming back in July, which is awesome. Uh, it, was there not like the temptation from, I don't know, these are probably decisions above for your heads and stuff, but man, if we could have had it at WrestleMania with the fans or with the fans down the line, that would have made it so much more special. I, I think that would have been a huge moment. Oh, we, we thought about it personally between father and son. Uh, like, ah, this would be a moment that we can celebrate in front of fans. You know, uh, obviously the opportunity was beforehand and uh, now we just wait uh, anxiously to be able to perform in front of fans come July. You know, that's something that I've been craving for the longest time. It feels like, uh, it feels like a long period that we haven't had uh, any fans inside the arenas. Um, although uh, it does help to have the sound of, of the fans. And um, I was one of the first, if not the first match 
on Raw at the time that uh, had silent. silent. It was completely dead. It felt like a, an audition for a wrestling movie, <laughs> um, you know, and that was very weird. So uh, I just can't wait to get back on the road and, and start hearing the ovation of the fans chanting the 619 and for my son to feel that experience for the first time. Yeah, man. well, that's, that's the thing, right, Dom? You you've come at this crazy time and what a what a rise you've had, but you haven't had the fans yet. And uh, just judging by social media and all those kind of metrics, it seems like they'll be excited to see you once you do get in front of them. Hopefully, man that 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 would be uh, absolutely great. You know, I debuted during the pandemic era, so I got used to uh, my first match was uh, the debut of the pay per view SummerSlam at the Thunderdome. So I started off with you know the virtual fans. So I got a little bit of taste of that at WrestleMania when um Survivor we had no 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 oh, WrestleMania yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I went to WrestleMania and uh I got walking in you know I got a little bit of uh, that crowd reaction so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to having fans back yeah lest we forget you know you know the six one nine on uh on Brock Lesnar in front of fans yeah let's, let's, let's not, not forget let's that not forget <laughs> let's not forget these things um you know also man when I'm thinking about you two um. I remember speaking to Dominic after his debut. I think it was ahead of your debut, actually, at SummerSlam. And uh, you were saying that Ray was very kind of coy on the Seth Rollins plans. You didn't really know what was happening until your dad just dropped it on you in the car, maybe. Uh, Ray, man, like in, in the build up to that, obviously it turned out amazing, uh, as you would have thought. But like, I guess there's a part of you putting your trust in Seth and, and that whole process within the story. Like, how delighted were you with how it all turned out? Oh, incredibly delighted. Um... The opportunity, like you said, um, happened out of nowhere. I, I, I mean, the story was, of course, with my family, uh, uh, but I'm the one that that um, speaks for the family. So I was thinking Seth versus Ray, SummerSlam, you know. And when they hit me with that curveball, uh, I brought it up to Dom, and Dom said, "Yeah, I'll take it." But he thought I was messing <laughs> I'll, around. I'll take it. No, it was him. He was the one that should that needed to face Seth. So uh, uh, I'm very grateful for the opportunity on behalf of WWE with Vince. Uh, you know, these are moments that as the first ever father and son tag team champion, this will also go down in history in a way. You know, the fact that Dominic debuted on a, one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year, SummerSlam against Seth Rollins. Seth I tip my mask off to him for for his guidance for for um you know the the trust and and Dominic to to be able to go out there and perform not anyone takes a match like that and and um and goes out on one of the biggest pay-per-views once again and uh has full trust and faith so uh you know it was it was a very emotional moment I was a wreck going into that match my nerves were just going all over the place. My anxiety, everything, you know, uh, you can only imagine seeing your son for the first time. Uh, first impression always count. If not, they are the most important ones. So I was just hoping that that uh, Don was able to pull this off and he did. He surprised me and, and I believe the whole world. Oh, without a doubt, man, without a doubt. Um, you know, speaking of a family affair, there was a time where all four of you were on TV for an extended period of time. Elia, like, is she is she going to be involved more? Do you think in wrestling moving forward? What's what's her ideas? Do we think? So she she enjoyed it very much. Um, even as a little girl, when when uh, she would appear on TV, mm -hmm. uh, we can't forget the CM Punk Happy Birthday, <laughs> birthday song. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was incredible. You know, and she's been uh, getting the feel of of this business at uh, certain times. Um, she hasn't asked the question, but it's funny you asked that because my wife just asked me uh, a couple of days ago. She goes, what would you say if your daughter came at you and said, Dad, I want to become a wrestler? I said, I would I would be the first one to train her. I said, just like I did with Dom. Like, no, you wouldn't. I said, yes, I would. I would have backed her up 100 percent, but she would still have to continue with her school because she's uh, she wants to be part of the medical field. So she's working really hard at that right now. But uh, it would be it would be a, a different experience, but I would be supportive one thousand percent. 
That's how it always works, man. The mum tests the waters. You know how yeah. it works. Um, <laughs> Who knows? Maybe she already asked mom and, and she didn't tell me anything. She's testing it with me, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know how it goes. Um, yeah, the final one here, man. I know I've been very grateful for your time and I know we haven't got too long. You know, future plans here. Um, it feels to me there is so much for you two to accomplish, like as a team or rivals down the road, any kind of capacity, right? It would be, there's a lot of story to tell that, you know, I'm even thinking, oh, the Usos are back on SmackDown. The Mysterios are there. Like, there's a lot. Um, yeah. So as a tag team, like, you know, down the road as well, do you both envisage maybe facing each other? Dom having a mask, a WrestleMania moment. Is that as a tag team? Is it singles? What do you two, uh, what, what stories would you love to tell, I guess? I know that's a really broad question, but there's so much that you could do. I, I'll let you answer because I know you wanted to, uh, you were speaking about all the uh, tag team yeah, so I I believe as of as of now, our minds are set on uh, defending the titles. You know, my dad has always said, you're not a champion until you win your first title defense. Mm. So with that being said, I think, um, you know, like you said, the Usos are on SmackDown, even though they're having their, Issue, their thing yeah. right now. But, you know, there's the Alpha Academy. We can't forget about the Dirty Dogs. You know, we got to we it's only right to give them the first the first shot back. You know, even if if we make it down the road in Survivor Series, there's, you know, the New Day, Kofi and Xavier. That would, you know, that'd be an awesome match. Or even Omas and AJ. And the Street Profits. We can't forget about the Street Profits. There's just so many options out there. But I think first things first is defending on on the giant bullseye we have on our backs now. And we have to we have to um, learn more about each other, you know, as a team. I think the more we get to work, the more we're going to um, can connect and show that to the fans that we are father and son. And this is this works because there's a beautiful chemistry here that uh, is unlike any other team. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for joining us in the UK here today on Talk Wrestling. Final thing, Ray, man, Dominic in a mask one day. Yes or no? Yes, I think he uh, he definitely has to earn it. And he's already gotten a bunch of points for me. Um, I remember the first day I I, uh, I was given or I, I had earned the name Rey Mysterio Jr. was from my uncle. I did about right. three years wrestling as a hummingbird, thinking that I would never become Rey Mysterio. And one day my uncle just surprised me and presented me with the mask. And from that moment on, I carried on with the Rey Mysterio legacy. So um, I believe Dominic is in the path to earning the name, you know, and the mask, which is which comes with the name. One thousand percent. So pleased for you guys. Obviously, massive fans of you both. The story is there and you're killing it right now. Can't wait to see what else you guys are going to do on SmackDown. And when fans return. Yes. This yeah. summer, can't wait. Thank, man. You. Thank you so much for today. Thank, Thank you, you, Alex. Appreciate it. The brilliant Rey Mysterio and his son, Dominic. The big names don't stop here on Talk Wrestling. Scorpio Sky is on the way. But first, former WWE champion Kofi Kingston spoke with our very own Alex McCarthy this past week. He joined us to talk about NSPCC's Childhood Day on June the 11th, encouraging kids to get outside and play. But first of all, they discussed Kofi being back in the main event picture. Yeah, it felt, it felt pretty good to be back in the mix, you know, uh, and who knows what's going to happen. You know, we're here at Raw right now. I'm actually uh, in the building right now getting ready for Raw. I don't know what's in the cards for tonight, but um, uh, I'm sure that I'll be mixing up with those guys. And, um, you know, someone like Bobby Lashley has done so much. Uh, very similar story to mine in terms of his pilgrimage to the uh, WWE Championship. Um, he's been grinding for a very, very long time. You know, it's unfortunate that he's chosen MVP. And, uh, you know, other other dastardly uh, people to kind of uh, help him and aid him along the way. But uh, it is what it is. You know, luckily, last week uh, we had myself and Bobby Lashley in the uh, in the main event. You know, I was going to say wrestling for the WWE title, which is what we should have been doing. But MVP, again, being dastardly like he is, didn't you know, he he he, he had a he, he didn't he wasn't really honest. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't really honest with everybody about what was happening. He wasn't sincere, was he? Yeah, you know, so so luckily, uh, you know, I still had to go out there and make a statement, and myself and Bobby Lashley went out there, we tore it down, and um, uh, I was able to get a pin over the WWE champion. Not to mention, nobody uh, has pinned Bobby Lashley uh, since he's become WWE champion, except for this guy. 
So, uh, and of course, you know, we have Big D, Drew McIntyre out there coming out, <laughs> helping your boy out, you know. But of course, it was MVP who was trying to mollywop me in the face with the cane. So, uh, Drew came and righted the wrong. And unfortunately, karma got to Bobby Lashley and I was able to pin him. So, um, yeah, man, it's good to be, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen on Monday Night Raw. You really have no idea. I don't think anybody expected me to be the one to come out and answer the open challenge and um and i did and i was able to win so now we just kind of wait and see where uh, where things go but that's why you tune in to find out you know but that's but that's what's cool because it it felt fresh and even yeah. you know, you've had some t- time away from the title but i think we've discussed this before the way you lost the title with brock lesnar there's almost that clamoring again. I could feel it on social media last week. It was like, yeah, Kofi back where he belongs. Like, you know how I would call it, Kofi? Unfinished business. Unfinished business, yeah. Well, the work is never done. The work is never done when you think about it. Uh, my my initial um, you know, capturing of the WWE title uh, really wasn't meant to happen, right? I mean, if Ali doesn't get hurt, then I don't get put into the elimination chamber. The crowd doesn't, you know display their fervor for me wanting to become WWE champion and Kofi mania never happened. So um, I, I really stress to people that uh, you, you really have to just stay ready all the time because you really never know. You never know. So um, again, last week, same thing. Uh, people might've thought that I would have had to uh, fight for another 11 years before my next title match opportunity, but here we are. Luckily it only took another what? two and a half to three. So, uh, you know, but we'll see again. I, I'm not one to count chickens before they hatch. And um, yeah, I, I just pride myself on being able to stay ready no matter what the, uh, the, the opportunity is uh, when that opportunity comes, you just got to come and, uh, and, and knock it out the park every single time. And that's the mentality that I've always had. A couple of things from me on opponents and friends. Uh, let's start with Big E. How do you think he's getting on? in his solo run over on SmackDown. I very much enjoyed the Intercontinental title reign. Money in the Bank's coming up. What are your thoughts? Oh, man, I think it's awesome. I think it's amazing. And I've spoken on this so many times about Big E having every single tool to, to be at the top of this industry, to be the face of this company. And uh, what he's doing on SmackDown so far has been, pro- you know, it's, it's been uh, it's, it's proven that. 10 times over, you know, um, I think a lot of people had wanted to see Big E kind of do his own thing for a while and they're getting what they want now. And he's out there delivering and only the way, you know, in a way that only he can, he can do it on the mic, he can do it in the ring. He can make you laugh, make you cry. He can make you scared, you know, make you feel good. He can uplift you. He can do it all. So when I, when I see him out there doing great things, every single time he's out there, it's, uh, you know, it, I can't help but smile because he definitely deserves it. So, um, yeah, we'll see what, what what happens with Money in the Bank, right? Like him and uh, Apollo now, which Apollo mm. has also been doing great. He's starting to find himself now with uh, General Aziz. You know, they're really finding themselves. And really, that's what this industry is all about, is people being able to find their characters and 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 execute and deliver. Uh, Apollo is another guy who, um, you know, you, he, he does so many incredibly acrobatic things in the ring, and there's no way that he shouldn't be featured. So now to see him at the uh, at the Intercontinental Championship, obviously, uh, I didn't want to see him beat E for it. But um, uh, by the same token, I'm I'm happy to see somebody who has worked really hard and who has hung around in the game for a long time really start to get their due. So um, yeah, I think it elevates everybody, and I think uh, obviously uh, Big E had a lot to do with that by bringing his A game every single week as the Intercontinental Champion allowed for uh, Apollo to try to match that. And now everybody's rising. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think Money in the Bank is going to be, uh, it's going to be something special. Absolutely, man. And I'm going to say it, right? WrestleMania, 38. Big E versus Roman for the belt. Uh, New Day versus Usos. Run it back. <laughs> Ooh, man. That would be amazing. But again, I'm not one to count chickens before they hatch. I don't even know what's <laughs> happening today on the show exactly so for me to speculate about wrestlemania next year seems so so far away especially since we like just had wrestlemania oh my god i guess it was like a like a month and some change ago right a month yeah. ah. so a lot you know before we know it wrestlemania will be here again um and we'll see where we are then but for now i think it's a matter of uh concentrating on what's uh what's going on today you know i don't like to look yeah. too far ahead but it would be 
it would be amazing. It would be amazing. I mean, the Usos got to get on the same page. You know what I'm saying? It's so true. I don't know what's really going on there with him, with them and Roman, and uh, you know that that whole uh, that whole deal going on. They got to figure some things out in order for us to be able to go up against them. You know, mm. they got to come together as a unit. You know, myself, Woods, and E, we're always a unit. You know what I'm saying? We've always been a unit. Yeah, E's on SmackDown and we're on Raw, but so what? You know, you know what we are. You know that we're always, you know, a conglomeration. We're always a link. We're always, mm. you know, tight, tightly knit, no matter what the wedge drivers try to do. They say, oh, he's on <laughs> SmackDown. Oh, well, he well, it looks like a new day broke up. Oh, no, we ain't break up, bro. We ain't break <laughs> up. No, sir. No, we just are diversifying our, you know, our, our, our stock. You understand? Mm. Taking over one end, taking over the other end, and then bringing it all together and then taking the whole big pie and consuming it as we hung. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's what makes sense. Yes. Listen, I'll do the fantasy booking. It's fine. It's fine. I'll, <laughs> I'll do the wishful thinking. Uh, last one for me, man, before I know I have to let you go. Uh, well, you worked with Omos at WrestleMania, AJ Styles as yeah. well. Um, it's obviously a big debut for him. They're doing great. Uh how how much fun and, and how great was it to help him arrive on the main stage? And, you know, because he's such a, oh, yeah. just ama- amazing visual, right? Like yes. to, to bring him to life and help him shine. How was that? Oh, it was great. Uh, honestly, that's one of my favorite things in the business is being able to, um, you know, give to the younger talent, right? And, and um, almost going to be something special. He already is something very, very special. He has a uh, surprisingly, um, you know, like wise beyond his years ability to to absorb knowledge. So, um, you know, for him to have a WrestleMania moment so early in his career, you know, very few people can do that. How many people can say that they debuted on WrestleMania or at WrestleMania and won a title? You know what I'm saying? Like that is Mm. an amazing, amazing I mean, you set the bar really high for yourself. You know what I'm saying? That you, you have to work to uh, uh, exceed that. But um, I was really happy for him to be able to have that moment because, I, like I said, he's really going to be something incredibly special um, in terms of, like, the, uh, the big men and the giants in our industry. So keep your eye on the, uh, on the lookout for almost, you know, and not to mention AJ as well becoming a uh, Grand Slam champion. Like, that was pretty cool to be involved with that too. So, um you know, obviously it resulted in the loss of the titles for us, but you know us, the new day, we always have our glass half full. The power mm-hmm. of positivity is real. We always look on the bright side of things, and that is looking on the bright side. It's uh, being able to provide, like, special moments for, for other people. Um, I think it's really, really important for the uh, just the advancement of and, and development of passion in our industry, you know, to, to be able to receive something significant that you can build on because that way you want, you just want more, you want more, you want to build on more. You want to make every time that you come out, you want to make every moment even more special than the last one, which in the end makes for a better product for all the WWE universe. So um, big picture, I think it was a, uh, was a good thing for, uh, for all parties involved. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Kofi Kingston, one of my favorite guests in the wrestling world. Thank you so much once again for joining Talk Wrestling here. NSPCC, June 11th. Kids, get out and play. That's the message, right? Get out and play. Yes. Get Get out out and play. play. That's what we say. Get out of the house, you know? Breathe that air. You know what my son did the other day? My son is, uh, he's really big into fishing. The other day uh, in Austin, Texas, it was pouring rain all day. He woke up in the morning. He said, Daddy, can I go fishing? I said, yeah, sure. Then I look outside and see that it was pouring rain. He didn't care. He put his clothes on. He didn't even put a hoodie on, just a little sweatshirt, some <laughs> pants. And he went out to the fishing pond. And he was outside fishing all day in the rain. So if my son can go out there and do it and fish in the rain, you know, you guys can go out and play and have a good time um, outside. So, yeah, man, I, I, we practice what we preach, you know. Just I want to let you know like, it's not something I'm just saying. You know, for the sake of just saying it, I, I practice what I preach. I have my family practice what I preach as well. So get out there and play, kids. It's the best thing for you. Trust me when I tell you, baby. <laughs> it's good for everyone, just like a Kofi Kingston interview. Thank you so much for joining us again, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to Talk Wrestling on the Fight Night feed from Talk Sport. That was Kofi Kingston coming up. Scorpio Sky, AEW superstar. He's going to be in the ring against Darby Allen and the legend that is Sting this coming week. And we get into a fascinating conversation about the impact of the Black Lives Matters movement on the anniversary of George Floyd's murder. But first... We're joined by part of the True Heel Heat YouTube channel, brother of Alex McCarthy on Wrestling Daily. His shoot name is Sid. He's joining us to preview AEW's Double or Nothing. How are you doing, SP3? Uh, you, you forgot one half of the Daily Boys. Like, That's that was right. The most, that was the oh, most important part you miss right there. <laughs> Listen but, to I Jealous think... Will. Oh, God. He wishes. Calling yourself the Daily Boys You're the now. biggest this Spike Dudley I've ever seen, Will. That's this what you are. embarrassing. <laughs> Oh, we've also got Sean Ross Sapp on the show, of course, as well. I forgot about that. Oh, what a show we've got coming up for you. Footnote. Yeah, all right. I had one appearance on The Daily Show. Everyone loved it. I've never been invited back. Big you know Dick Dudley, goes. that's you, my friend. Uh, <laughs> that's I, I was going to say, Joel, Joel Gertner, he has that He has that type of uh, quintessential stud muffin, listen, Will Gavin. Listen, Will Gavin's about 6'2". He's a big brother. I'm telling you, he's useful to The Daily Boys. I'm, I'm sub six, brother. No, I you're am. not. I'm like 5'11 and a half. I think I'm so wide that people assume that I'm tall. Wow. But I recently did a medical, uh, and yeah, I'm sub six. I mean, I'm having don't get me wrong. Shrunk. I'm not having that. My listed height, if we, I was in WWE, would be like <laughs> six foot five. <laughs> but I thought I was 5'11, and now I'm really scared that I'm like 5'7. What's going my- on? My shoot height is sub six, brother. Sorry about that. Jesus. This is all, this is what the people have tuned in for, isn't it? Not the top ranking interviews with world champions. <laughs> uh, nope. The hot height chat. Uh, let, so let's get into it. AEW double or nothing this weekend. Consistently, these AEW pay per views have knocked it out of the park. Uh, in Daly's place, we've got quite the card ahead of us. Where do you boys want to kick off? Listen, at? I'll tell you where we're going to start with. Uh, we're going to be Patriots. Will, since that's the gimmick, <laughs> since that's the gimmick they're leaning on for some obscure reason, it's Anthony Agogo and Cody Rhodes. Uh, now, this story, as we do know, SP3, has taken a few peculiar turns in the past couple of weeks. What do you anticipate out of this one? Well, you know, we got the American dream, the social justice warrior himself, <laughs> uh, the the inventor of biracial babies, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Um, versus versus the evil the evil Union Jack owner uh, from your parts of the way guys. evil because Anthony. he wants universal health care basically exactly he doesn't want children in cages so he has to be evil of course oh to us God. Americans you guys are splitting you guys are splitting us down the middle right off the start here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, by the way, am loving how they're selling the uh, Anthony Gogo's punch as being a legitimate threat. Yeah. Some people don't like it because it's not flashy enough. It's not. He is a professional boxer. He is a medalist. He is a top tier athlete, and so that move can do damage to you. And I think it's great. If you've ever eaten a gut shot like that, trust me, <laughs> that will put a man down. Um, I. I like it. I like his presentation. I like how a go-go, he's gone all in to try and make this work, right? When we saw that Cody promo the other week that went on and on, um, delivery was great, but the content left everyone a bit like, where has this come from? And I feel like a go-go 
has at least done his best to provide uh, a good foil for Cody. But, I mean, the main thing here is, right, Agogo has to go over, does he not? Otherwise, he's a bit dead in the water from the jump. Um, And does Cody really need to overcome somebody like this at this stage in their career? You presume this is the perfect foil for Agogo, being that he's trained at the Nightmare Factory. So... One has to think this has kind of been a long-standing plan. It has to be a good jump-off point for a go-go SP3. Yeah, I mean, I've been loving the presentation of Ogogo. Like, keeping things simple with him, uh, he he comes across like a menacing type of person. He's got the intimidation factor, and his promos have been very well done. And his promo kind of made the, the previous week's Cody promo make a little bit more sense, even though kind of it was out of order. But I just go with the thinking. I always try to go with my head instead of my heart. My heart says the right decision is for Anthony Agogo to go over, but I also thought the right decision last year at Double or Nothing was Lance Archer just coming into AEW mm. becomes the first TNT champion, and we saw what happened there, so I'm going to go with Cody to win here at against Anthony Agogo this year because I feel like Cody just feels being in the ring with him is enough of a rub for Anthony Agogo. Well, look, this leads us on beautifully because we've only got about 20 minutes with the SP3. So let's crack on to Miro against Lance Archer for that TNT championship. Big meaty boys slapping their meat all about the place. I am hyped for this. If people didn't see Lance Archer's run in the G20 uh, when he first got back into singles out of the tag division. And he was sensational going up against some of the very best that New Japan have to offer. Miro, finally we're seeing the monster that we want to see. Uh, this is my sneaky match of the night pick. Mm. I, I like Babyface Lanch, by the way. Lanch? Lanch? I like him. <laughs> Either way I pronounce it, I like him as a babyface. Um, I, I just, I've dug it. And the presentation of of him kind of being this badass face. He's not the cookie cutter type, right? He's just organically got that way. I like it very much. I think it suits him. Um, He needed that fresh coat maybe after the initial run that SP3 touched on. But Miro's just getting going, right? You you don't take the title off him here. Yeah, I got to agree with you. Miro had probably the promo of his career last week, just ripping apart everyone. Th- being a good old Christian, thanking Jesus Christ for you know giving him the strength and the aggression to become the TNT champion. So you got to continue the run here. But like Will said, this is going to be a hoss fight. Two meaty boys banging it out. And it's such a different match from everything else on the card. I'm very much looking forward to it. Here comes a segue, Will. Speaking of a very different match, (laughs) let's talk about Stadium Stampede, man, because this is dividing the people. If the Inner Circle lose, they're basically done. They must disband forever. Is now forever. Will and SP3, I'd love some thoughts. I'm just going to throw this out there. No. They lost the the they lost the 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 blood and guts match. They can't kill this already. It's got too much to run in it. Inner Circle, take the win for me. I, I got to agree with Will here. It just feels like this is the time to give Inner Circle the win. This is the match they have experience in. I feel like the pinnacle, this is very early for them to take a loss. But I think the end game is the, the blow off being between MJF and Chris Jericho. So you kind of got to even up the odds here and give Inner Circle the win. Right. I've got two quick ones for you here. Um, first of all, Hangman pays to beat Brian Cage. Yes. Uh, yeah, after, uh, like, I love Brian Cage getting a bit of, like, momentum and getting a surprise win on TV. I, I think that they have too much investment in where Hangman Page can eventually be, like mm-hmm. a future face of their company, to put him on a pay-per-view and have him lose a match like this, even though Brian Cage is, is a star. Totally agreed. And then before we get to the break, Sting and Darby Allen. In a ring sting, by the way. This is not cinematic, as we've been told. Taking on Scorpio Sky, tonight's guest, and Ethan Page. Is it hard to see past a joyous occasion for Sting? 
Yeah, I mean, I, this feels like it's going to be Darby and Sting winning here, but I'm very, this is the match that I'm very much like questioning how it's going to go. I think the right thing to do is to have Darby kind of take the beating the entire way, and then Sting comes in for the hot tag. But you kind of have to have Sting take a bump here. So it's going to be very interesting how this one transpired. I can't see it going down in my head, so I'm very interested to see how it goes down on Sunday. Did you watch WrestleMania 37 SP3? Yes, I did. AJ Styles and Omos is what Sting and Darby Allen are going to be. Sting will come <laughs> in at the end. I like He'll that. He'll bang out a couple of splashes. <laughs> we'll get a, like there will be it will be ever so simple. He'll get the final few moves in and get the final few blows in, but expect a lot of work from Darby Allen. And, and that's who he is. That like he is a workhorse of a worker. I still think he's going to be really entertaining. I love Scorpio Sky. I'm a huge uh, Ethan Page fan from his ego days and I like Scorpio Sky is a future world champion as far as I'm concerned. I'm not just yes. saying that because we're talking to him shortly. Uh so I I I just think that they can't put Sting in his first proper in-ring match and have him lose. Will, I don't see it. Will, do you know what's great? If this, <laughs> if you had said what you just said on Twitter, People would have gone. Will Gavin thinks Omos is Sting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I do. Maybe I do. How did Harry know I wanted my walk-on music? You're listening to Talk Wrestling. This is Talk Sport Two. I'm Will Gavin. Talk Sports Wrestling's are Alex McCarthy alongside me, and right now his YouTube brother SP3 is with us as we're reviewing AEW, previewing AEW All or Nothing. Scorpio Sky joining the show shortly as part of a stellar lineup of guests. I want to turn my attention, if you so please, to the AEW World Tag Team Championship yes. as the Young Bucks with Don Callis inserting himself in there nicely uh, against John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, the team that we yeah, we knew we all wanted after their feud earlier this year, right? Yes, yes. This is like the dream team. I said it to Alex on Twitter last week. The best babyface tag team in the business today. And I'm not just saying that because Eddie Kingston made me very proud to be a New Yorker for stealing the Young Bucks Dior sneakers <laughs> last week. He made me very proud. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, like you just said, the union of Moxley and Kingston um, has has that kind of organic fire that people gravitate to and you can feel it. They, It's nothing forced or fabricated. The Bucks, I mean, they're interesting as heels, but I don't think this has been the greatest tag title run, to be honest. Um, and as characters, they're moving in a direction that perhaps don't even really need the tag belts. I'm a bit hesitant because I don't know what Moxley's status is. Is he going to take some time off with the birth of his child imminent? I don't know. So I'm not convinced they'll put the belts on them. But I sure as hell want them to. I want, that's, I think that's where we're at. My head is saying the Young Bucks, but my heart is saying Moxley and Kingston. I'm on board with I that. I, I, I'm on board with that. SP3? I have enjoyed the the Young Bucks heel work, especially against the Varsity Bronze, because mm. that was a totally different type of Young Bucks. That was more of like old school tag team wrestling of they got like these two opening match guys and they made them look like stars in the main event. So I think the the heel work and their just obnoxious attire, it's just been working on a very high level. But I feel like this is the time for Moxley and Kingston to get a run. It might be a short run. I feel like the Young Bucks will win the titles back and they'll become the first ever two-time AEW tag team champions but mm. I feel like the pop in front of 5,000 people from Moxley and Kingston you can't let that escape you AEW love it absolutely love it as as I also love the singles match for the AEW women's championship Hikaru <laughs> Shida against Britt Baker hey. because they've properly <laughs> properly booked Britt Baker they have taken a Female wrestler made her look an absolute star. Shida is already clearly a star. And there was a lot of teasing and a lot of possibility with Britt Baker for a very long time. And yes, there were the injuries and she was out for a while. But the last couple of months of booking for her have been excellent. They have held off tremendously well with Britt Baker. It would have been very easy. And I know you've said there's been obstacles along the way. But it would have been very easy to say from the jump that Britt Baker is our girl. She has to be in that slot. I feel like even the unsanctioned match, right, it's kind of genius because she lost it, but she didn't really lose. And it doesn't count on the record either. 
So she's the one who's really come out of that. Not Thunder Rosa is the winner in, in a perverse way. Everyone is talking about Britt Baker, right? Uh, and now the time is ripe. She has that kind of palpable uh, affection from the crowd and people online. Like She's like universally loved. It's not just, you know, being the, a great woman for AEW. She's a great star. And now is the time to anoint that star. Don't try and be too clever. Anoint Britt Baker. That's what they have to do. Like uh, on True Hill Heat YouTube channel, we have Jimmy Macaram and Marcus Cash do a review for AEW every week. And they've literally told me if Britt Baker doesn't win the title here, they quit. So I need Britt Baker <laughs> to win this title so that we can keep going with the show. Britt Baker, she's the star of the whole division. And they've set it up where she wins the title and she's got a ready-made feud with Thunder Rosa because that feud is not over. So it just makes sense. Britt Baker, new champion. And look, she's held this title now for a year yesterday. In fact, it was Sheeda. So it's not like they've not given her a really hot run. It's not like they can't have her still compete in the future. They've made a real star there here in a, in in uh, AEW not, and in the States and in the Western world. She was obviously already a star uh, coming out of Japan. But like now she is a proper star. They have done her a good service. This isn't, not to make another WWE comparison, this isn't the mistreatment of Asuka we saw going into Mania. This is somebody who, she can lose this and she doesn't lose anything. She still had a phenomenal year run with that title. Uh, I the only big thing would be if they do it for a, a bit of shock value, because I think everyone's predicting. Of anything, this is the big, obvious change. The main event, as much as I love it, I can't... There's no way Kenny Omega drops a belt at this point, right? Yeah, I don't I don't see it happening. I think that they have created a very interesting dynamic because we know Pac and Kenny Omega have delivered great matches. In my opinion, the Iron Man match that they had in 2020 is one of the greatest dynamite matches of all time. And then you put someone new into the mix in Orange Cassidy, which creates a whole different di uh, type of dynamic where Kenny can do the comedy that Orange Cassidy does and he can do the work race stuff that Pac does so he has the perfect two challengers to go out there and have a great main event matchup but yeah the doubt the outcome is not in doubt at all Kenny Omega wins Kenny Omega definitely wins 1000% um as entertaining as it will be and as how great as you know Pac and, and Orange Cassidy like the dynamic between them is great it's all about Kenny Omega and getting to that next juncture. I've said it before. Hangman Page might be next. After that might be MJF. After that might be Wardlow. But we've got a long way to get to those milestones. And I think there's a lot of legs left in Kenny Omega. Uh, this isn't the time to take it off him. No. And, and look, we talk a lot on this show. I have talked a lot on this show in the past about the triple threat dynamic and sometimes falling into that... Same old, same old, very obvious format of it. But you can imagine that with the versatility that both Pac and Omega have, and, and Orange Cassidy, like Orange Cassidy is a good wrestler, but what the three of them can do together is so entertaining. And we've seen uh, Pac and Orange Cassidy do this before at Revolution, and they had a great singles match last year where Pac really showed that he could mix it up and go a little bit with the Orange Cassidy style as well or was the perfect foil for it. I think it's going to make for a really entertaining main event. I just don't think we get a title change. SP3, absolute delight as always. Where can people find more of your work, sir? You can find me on Twitter at True Hill SP3, and you can go over to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, daily content, the True Hill Heat weekly podcast with myself, Top Guy JJ, and Miss Chrissy Love. And of course, support Wrestling Daily as we're on the march to 15K, myself and Alex McCarthy, every Wednesday, 8 p.m. BST, The Daily Boys with The Daily Debate. So check us out. The, 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 the Daily Boys. The, the, the Americans are so much better at that promoting than we are. I no. Uh, really sold it beautifully, SP3. Thank you so much for joining us. That's AEW Double or Nothing this weekend. We'll, of course, be reviewing it on next week's show. 
You're listening to Talk Wrestling. This is Talk Sport 2 with me, Will Gavin. Talk Sports Wrestling's are Alex McCarthy alongside me. I'm delighted to say that we are now joined on the show, having just spoken about how excited we are about and previewing the entire card for Double or Nothing, to be joined by one of the absolute superstars of AW. And uh, I'm just going to mention this right at the top of the show. I man, I just called a future world champion. Just a curry favour, nice and early, <laughs> Al. Uh, Scorpio Sky is with us. Scorpio, how are you doing, brother? Doing really good. Thanks again for having me. Thank you for joining us, my man. Much appreciate having you. And what a big matchup lies ahead of you this Sunday. AW Double or Nothing. Man, I wish me and Will were there. I was at the first one. And it was so... And I, and I was at the second one. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so, so good. Uh, one day. One day. But nonetheless, as great a thrill as that for, was for us, Will, Sting is going to be standing across the ring from Scorpio Sky. Man, talk to us about what a thrill that is for you. Um, something that you probably thought would never happen in an AEW ring at one point. Yeah, you know, life comes at you fast. Um, I never actually thought about wrestling Sting. Uh, we were just two completely different eras. Obviously, I was a fan growing up, and I have a lot of respect for his work, and I actually have a, a good amount of friends that have worked with him um, You know, in other companies. But... You know, even when he came here to AEW, it wasn't something I envisioned happening. But here we are, and I'm excited to get in the ring and see what he's got. Looking at the the whole setup for this weekend, Derby, obviously an incredible talent. But but tell us about how you found working with the ego, with Ethan Page coming into the company and, and going from SCU to, to another team up. How have you found that transition? You know, when we were first put together, I, I was... Um, a little not iffy but i wasn't sure how we fit and we're a little bit of an odd couple i like to think of us as but it's we've clicked extremely fast and i think it's something that works really really well we're we're in a way we're opposites but at the same time we're very similar even if you look at our appearances the way we dress uh, we're both really stylish gentlemen uh he <laughs> has his own way of doing it and i have my own way of doing it in ring we're we're also very different but it clicks and it works well together so um i think a lot of people try to look at us and and break down and how does this fit and how does it work but if you really watch it it just works some things just work and uh, i'm enjoying working with them i'm having a lot of fun uh and i'm getting to show a different side of my personality um i don't even want to say character because it's it's just me being me so i'm showing a different side of my personality that people haven't been able to see before or not everyone in AEW's fan base has been able to see before. And um, I think it's it's a really good thing. Will said at the top of the show, and I believe a lot of people feel this way. You know, I remember Chris Jericho mentioning as much early on in AEW. They see you as a top star, right? A guy waiting to be at the very top in AEW. So is this like a tag team, this alliance with Ethan Page? Is it Was it really like with a view to working with Steam? Because it is a massive deal, right? Being his first in-ring proper match in a long time rather than cinematic um is the goal still to be a singles guy or is there a tag run in there for you two well you always want to be a single star you know um the you know i've been a tag team champion before and i think it was great and i don't know if necessarily if that's ethan and my goal like, i think his goal is to be a tnt champion and a world champion just as much as my goal is to be a tnt champion and a world champion um, you, if, if those aren't your ultimate goals, then, you know, uh, what are you doing? You know, uh, unless you are a team like the young bucks who have a legitimate claim to being the best ever, um, the tag team championship with all due respect, isn't the number one, uh, destination for you. So I, I, I definitely think, um, we have similar, um, destinations that we would like to get to, but, Getting there is, uh, you know, at, you, sometimes you have to take different paths. And I think Ethan and I are teaming together. I, I don't really think of us as a tag team. I think of us as two individuals working together as a team for a common goal. And uh, the common goal is to make it all the way to the top one way or another. You said Lost. that, right? Sorry, I, I just <laughs> wanted to touch on like the, the aspect of the team coming together because of course, like we found out about this happening with Sting in the last couple of weeks. Like, is that... Is it the time frame similar for you? Does it happen very fast? Yeah, everything happens really quickly. Um, again, when I first started working with Ethan, I didn't really know where it was going to go, and things change. But 
this is a big match on pay-per-view. I know it's a television business now. More people are going to see your matches on television, but I am kind of an old school fan in the sense <laughs> of for me, the pay-per-view match is still a really, really, you know, that's the pinnacle for me. That's the top, um, that's the top place you want to be. And that's in a highlight match on pay-per-view. And so I'm looking forward to this opportunity and many more opportunities. You know, uh, this is a, this is a contract year for me. So it's, it's time for me to go out and show what I'm worth. We talked about uh, AEW wanting to be like very much of a more of a sport environment. That feels like a sport analogy. The idea of a contract year mm-hmm. is something like that's a very kind of that feels like something I'd hear in some NFL analysis rather than something in wrestling. Well, it's very similar. You know, um, all professional athletes, which is what we are, professional wrestling. We are professional athletes. We got to go out and show what we're worth. You know, and that's um, from a from a you know like a. a status standpoint and also uh you know everything else involved and so when you get opportunities on the big stage you have to hit it out of the park and not everybody can do that not everybody is a big match player not everybody can come up clutch in big moments and i am someone that can and that's exactly what i'm going to do i mean speaking of big moments right we love it we, yeah you love my segues you saw um (laughs) we saw the uh the the disbandment I guess, of SCU recently on TV. Now, we know that, you know, Kazarian and Daniels have got a long history anyway as a tag team that goes far back. You know, I guess there was a portion of fans that are a bit like, oh, man, like Scorpio Sky not being a part of this whole storyline or whatever. Like, do you think it was important that those two had their moment uh, that kind of differentiates from what you three had as a trio? Yeah, I think a lot of people wanted me to be involved in that in one, in, uh, one shape, way, shape, or form. But mm. I sat in the dressing room and by myself and I watched the match. Obviously, I'm friends with the Young Bucks. I'm friends with Frankie and Chris. But it really wasn't about me. Um, SCU was the name, and I was a very big part of SCU, just you know, one-third. But um, it, the, what the deal was was Frankie and Chris teaming up, which goes beyond SCU. It goes back to the addiction. It goes back to bad influence. It predates SCU. And so this is a team and a friendship that goes back 10, 15 years. And these guys have been world tag team champions in multiple companies. So again, it, it predates SCU. And so I think it was something that they need to figure out on their own. And they needed to have that moment to themselves and without me, uh, you know, putting myself into it because those guys have had legendary careers as teams and singles wrestlers. And I think I, I owed it to them to um, have that moment without me as a part of it. It's all right, because you've got your own big moment, throwing Darby Allen down a set of stairs. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how that comes together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Darby is a, is a guy who is very, very good at taking punishment, which works out great because Ethan and I are very, very good at dishing it out. <laughs> we've spoken to Darby on this show before man like he, he's just full of ideas right it must be so easy to work with a guy like that that's so willing to do loads of stuff that you're just like yeah do this to me and, uh, okay <laughs> Darby's a passionate guy um, I never really worked with him too much we had one match on the indies before AEW um, and so when we wrestled for the TNT championship earlier this year I think that was really our first time locking horns being the performers that we are now and uh, he definitely earned my respect in that match you know he's a he's a tough guy but at the same time he's he's a great storyteller and he's extremely talented so um again he's earned my respect but he's also in a position that i want to be in uh within the company and so you know sometimes you have to knock someone off the hill to stand on top of it yourself I still think that's as much about opportunity as anything else. We talked about this match with with uh, MJF recently, but I remember seeing you two guys at, at Hello High Water when we were out there for a Super Bowl and, and going out for 20 minutes. And that was the first time I'd seen either of you live in singles action. And I came out the other end of it going, both of those guys need to be like main eventing companies in singles action because they tell stories and it's exciting and there was a real great dynamic. And I was so into it that that's, you know, I, it, for me, it made me kind of itch to see more of that from you. And that's kind of, I think you talked about it a little bit. This team is, is great right now, but there is, there are other goals there for you. I've got a lot of tread left on my tires, you know, and I've got a lot of stories to tell. I just need uh, the pages to write them on. And so that is the ultimate goal going forward. Yeah, I want to go 
where MJF has. I want a main event, a pay-per-view. I want to wrestle, um, you know, the top stars in our company and wrestle for championships. And I want to win championships, not only wrestle for them. I want to win championships and I want to create a legacy that people will remember. And so the only way to do that is step-by-step. And so it all starts at double or nothing. You know, um, I said before, you know, it's going to be the end of one legend and the beginning of two more. So to be the man, you got to beat the man to use an old cliche that Sting knows a whole lot about. (laughs) That's what we got to do. What do you make of um, your time in AEW thus far, man? Because we we were talking, you know, we were said this and many others have. It feels like the fans have clamored for a long time. They're like, Scorpio Sky, he can be that guy. And you've just said you're still reaching for those moments. So, you know, I don't know if there's been injuries along the way or anything like that thus far. And it feels like we would have liked to have seen you more. And now it's going to be almost, I don't want to call it a coming out party, but it's just such a huge match, right? That so many eyes will be on it. Um, What do you make of your journey in the company to this point? You know, a lot of people think that I have been uh, extremely successful and I'm not saying that I haven't, but I'm someone, I have this like maniacal drive. You know, and I, and I, I never look back at what I've already done. It's one of those things where it's like, all right, I did it and I move on. You know, Michael Jordan, after he won three championships or four championships, he wasn't like, cool, like I'm good for the rest of my career. Like if he was going to start that next season, he, he was, you know, I want to win another championship and another, that's how LeBron is. That's how Kobe is. And that's how I am. I don't think about what I've already done. So based off my perspective, I've underachieved in AEW. So you know, the only way to change that is going forward, um, again, winning that championship, putting it in my back pocket, winning the next one, putting it in my back pocket. It, again, it's step by step. And so uh, I'm always looking at the windshield, not the rear view. And, um, you know, I, I've got a lot of ground to cover. But again, I've got a lot of tread on the tires to do it with. So it's all going to happen. It's just going to be step at it, one step at a time. Listen, I'm all for you adopting a Michael Jordan gimmick where, and it became personal <laughs> to me. <laughs> and I took it personally. <laughs> um, one thing I did want to ask about, and this is always a little of a funny one coming from, you know, two middle-aged, middle-class white guys sat in England. But something we talked about when we were at, uh, uh, at All Out back in 2019 was the importance for you of diversity within the company, of the opportunity of being like an African-American champion at the very top tier you know, over the other way in WWE, we've seen Bobby Lashley ascend recently and we've seen what they've done with Bianca and, and, and with Sasha headlining WrestleMania, but actually their history of, of black world heavyweight champions isn't particularly strong going back. Is that still something that's really important to you? I know certainly two years ago, it's something we talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's not even a specific company. It's the wrestling business in general. Um, you know, it's, this hasn't really been, this business hasn't really been the greatest showcase for people of color. And I'm so happy that that's changing and things are, are different, but at the same time, there's a lot of subtle and unsubtle racism that takes place still to this day. And some of it is even from the fans. And I've talked about this before. Um, there's a, there's a lot of people that look at somebody uh, and, and they'll say, you know, if you're a person of color, especially a black male and you aren't uh, you don't have the character of like a rapper or a street guy, they just think that you don't have any character at all or you don't have any charisma. That's an unfortunate thing because it's not true. And it's, what it is, is it's putting us in this box that people are comfortable seeing. And uh, in anyone that deviates outside of that box is, uh, you know, they're considered dull. You know, I've gone through it. Some other guys in our company have gone through it. Bobby Lashley has gone through it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things like that that take place and I can go on and on and on. And, and it's all about changing that narrative and breaking those stereotypes. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. And, and, and I want to be a a performer for everybody. I don't want to necessarily be just looked at as uh, a black wrestler. You know, I, I want to, I want to represent my culture to the best of my ability, but at the same time, I, I want to be looked at as, as a, just as the equal of a performer as anybody else. And that can go toe to toe with anybody in any color. And so that is extremely important to me. And, and there have been a lot of guys before me that have helped break those color lines. And I want to help uh, pick up the baton and, and continue where they left off. I love, I love what you say about that in terms of what you want to represent and, and the character you want to portray and things like that. How has it been with Tony Khan and the EVPs uh, in AEW, like being able to get across 
what's really important to you and, and how Scorpio Sky is projected to the fans? I never feel, I, I don't feel like uh, color has anything to do with um, where, you know, where I'm at in a negative or positive way. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely feel, you know, I know Cody in the past has said, uh, you know, there was something he said that I thought was great a few years ago where he, he said he once told his wife, uh, Brandy, that he doesn't see color. And, mm. and Brandy responded with, well, then you don't see our journey, our struggle. And uh, without, um, you know, swaying either way, it's great to understand it, uh, but not uh, dwell on it. And so I think working within a company that does have, um, you know, perspective has been um, really educational and helpful. Um, During the Black Lives Matter um, protests last summer, we, we had a company Zoom meeting that uh, gave us the opportunity to speak our minds and, and share our, our stories and, and things of that nature. And, I, and, and at the time, I know Tony tweeted Black Lives Matter, which was something that was a controversial statement at the time, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. Um, so I, I think working for this type of a company is, is really, really good. And that was an important stance for him to take, knowing that they were going to, that was going to upset a lot of people. But look at how far we've come, even in just less than a year since then, where, you know, a year ago, Black Lives Matter was a controversial statement. And now today it, it doesn't feel as controversial as it once was considered. And now it just kind of feels like something that people aren't embracing and going forward with. And so I'm proud to be a part of a company that feels that way. And just one more from me, Will, before I give it to you, my friend. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts as well, because speaking to different uh, roster members, you get different perspectives. The Brody Lee situation was so terrible for everyone to deal with, but I do feel like the company did a really great job in terms of how they reacted to that and how they tried to uh, honour his memory. Like the show in particular was fantastic. Um, talk to me about your perspective at that point, man. Like, did you know Brody well? Is there someone you'd known from the Indies coming into the company or you'd got to know him and just how difficult was it navigating that, that situation? Gosh, you know, I, had, I'd never, I didn't know him before he came to AEW, but um, I got some a little bit of time to spend with him in the company and I thought he was absolutely great to be around. It was one of those things where sometimes you have bad days and uh, you, you're, you're just kind of in a bad mood, but it was very difficult to be in a bad mood around him because he just had this, it, it's crazy because on, on camera, he had these really, really cold eyes. And sometimes mm-hmm. he would look at you because we had a few face-offs that, uh, you know, when we were, you know, rivaling the dark order, he had, we had a few face-offs and he looks at you with those cold eyes and you kind of get a little shook inside but then at the same time it's weird he'll look at you in the back with those same eyes with a big smile on his face and it kind of just brings a smile to your face so i i really really enjoyed being around him and uh the the few times we got to work together i felt like they were building towards some sort of a, a match between the two of us at some point because we had a few face-offs and i'm really uh sad that that didn't get to happen because i did get the, in the ring with him one time and i think it was in a six-man and uh I remember at just one point him putting me in the corner and hitting me with some strikes and that sort of thing. And just thinking like, God, this guy is so good. He's so <laughs> good. Like people don't realize how good he is. He's so good. And so um, I wish I got to work with him more. Cause I think I would have learned a lot and, and it's a tragedy because he was such a great guy, but I, I do love the way the company is really have embraced his family and brought him in. And he was part of the family and um, will always be part of the family. And, you know, I see his, his wife and his kids all the time at, our, at shows and that, and that's a great thing. So it wasn't just something that was put out there for the public. They truly are part of the, the AEW family and they always will be. Love that. Uh, Sky, uh, really, really appreciate you giving us the time today. Absolutely br- brilliant stuff. And we can't wait for the pay-per-view this weekend to see how you do when you get in there with Sting, with Dumbie. It's going to be absolutely superb. So thank you so much for joining us on Talk Wrestling and uh, we'll speak again soon.
Yeah, thanks for having me. Take care. Thank you again to SP3, to Kofi Kingston, to Ray and Dominic Mysterio. And there you heard from the brilliant Scorpio Sky. We're here every week on the Fight Night feed, Talk Wrestling, bringing you the very best from the world of sports entertainment, of wrestling, of graps, of whatever you want to call it. Uh, we talk indies, we talk AEW, we talk New Japan, we talk WWE, we cover every single base. We get legends, we get current stars on, uh, we get journalists on. Uh, we had Sean Ross Sapp on the show this week, there just wasn't time for him on the podcast as well, talking about the releases. So if you want to hear the full two-hour version of this show, the way to do so is every Monday night on your DAB Radio Talk Sports 2. And make sure you give us a like, a rating, a subscribe, all that really good stuff if you give us a rating and a review on apple podcasts on google play on uh spotify wherever it might be it really does help people find the show and we appreciate you massively thank you for listening this has been talk wrestling in your fight night feed from talk sports my business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments then tap to pay on iphone and stripe came along and changed everything With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.